1: Now here's the best Stay Tuned Sports
0: Podcast. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners! Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back again, bringing some uh, fiery sports news, especially yesterday with the uh, LA Dodgers and the Astros' little brouhaha going on there. And the punishment's actually being handed down right before he came on today. So we're going to be talking about that. But before uh, we get into the show, head over to Twitter. Follow us there at ST Sports Podcast. I, I want to apologize for not live tweeting last week the bare knuckle fights and the um, UFC fights because I actually had to work. Um, found out after I recorded. So um, not sure if there's any fights this week, though. But uh, speaking of. of the UFC fight, so we are going to be touching on, on the controversy between Herb Dean and Dan Hardy. S- curious to see how uh, you guys feel about it, um, as well as a lot of NFL news uh, this past week coming out with uh, the opt-out uh, for the, the coronavirus players, things of that nature. Um, but also head over to YouTube, subscribe to our channel there. Um, we're going to be putting some videos up there, very very. Shortly, especially with the NFL season coming. Maybe I'll do my um, weekly picks, or maybe I'll do a weekly fantasy football, you know, who to sit, who to start type thing, too. But So, like I said, yesterday, uh, L.A. Dodgers versus the Houston Astros, rematch of the 2017 World Series, got a little feisty. Joe Kelly, the Dodgers pitcher, threw... Basically, made Randy Johnson's pitch to John Kruk look like it was right down the plate. Um, he he threw it pretty much at the head of Alex Bregman and Carlos Correa. He he did to both. I believe he actually did to one other player uh, earlier. But Bergman, it was a three-zero pitch. Threw it behind him. Ended up walking him. He you know they did a little stare down there. Um, but then Alex Cora came up. Threw it at him. Um, Ended up striking him out eventually with that at bat. And as Joe Kelly was walking off the field, looked at him, made a pouty face, and said, nice swing, bitch. Which cleared the benches. Now, let's not forget, we are already having problems in Major League Baseball trying to keep players safe from covid A.K. Marlins have been postponed all the way through the weekend, all their games, which we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so, like I said, benches cleared. Punishments were handed down just a little while ago. Joe Kelly is uh, going to be facing a eight-game suspension, whereas Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager, is facing a one-game suspension, and Dusty Baker was just fined. Now. If you guys go like ESPN or YouTube, I mean, I'm sure you can find it anywhere. I understand why Joe Kelly got suspended. I'll get into that in a second here, but I don't know why the managers. If you watch the video when the bench is clear, if anything, it looked like the managers were trying to hold the players back from getting close. Like they were actually trying to keep the quote social distancing because none of the players looked like they had masks on when they were coming out to the field. So I don't agree with the managers being fined. Maybe they could appeal it and have like a little, little, little slap on the wrist. Joe Kelly, you know, when you think about eight-game suspension, yeah, okay, whatever, it's eight-game suspension. But if you really think about it with how this season is, a 60-game season, he's basically sitting out 13% of the season. Now, do I think that's harsh? Well, considering... I don't think they were harsh on the Astros for the science stealing and stuff. Um, I think they were harsh. Now he is appealing it. I think me personally, you know, definitely there, there should not be any intentional hitting in baseball. Um, unless, unless you are defending one of your teammates, I'm, totally okay with that as long and let let me actually take a step back here i'm okay with it as long as you're not throwing at the head or the knees you know throw at the the middle of the back the middle of the stomach whatever but not the head or the knees joe kelly went right for the head and then he joked it off saying well you know i'm known not to have the best control you look at that pitch you knew what you're doing I still don't agree with the eight-game suspension. Um, Since the start of the season, it's already been a shit show. We had over the weekend, uh, I forget what two teams it was, umpire threw out a pitcher out of the game, manager came hopping over the fence, had his mask on. As he's making his way to the umpire, the umpire's making his way to the manager as well and pulls out his mask then. Why wasn't his mask on? First off, he's right behind the catcher. Now I don't know if there are any punishments came about that, but in that video you could you could definitely probably find on on um, ESPN. But I think you know Joe Kelly should win his appeal somehow, and and, and maybe. I think a fair suspension would be a four game suspension. You know, drop it down to basically 8% of the season. But we've seen Manfred doesn't know, the commissioner doesn't know how to run this this league, especially with with uh COVID going on. And NFL hasn't started yet. They better be taking notes of what baseball is doing wrong and what hockey and basketball is doing right because got to watch the Flyers Penguins exhibition match yesterday and both NBA and NHL is doing the whole bubble cities two cities that's where they play and that's it I don't know why baseball didn't do it you think about it every week you're playing two different teams a week roughly So you're, you're traveling. If you're not home, you're going to be traveling to two different cities. NHL playing up in Toronto. And I forget what the other city is that they're playing at. But they're only going to two cities, and that's it. Uh, I believe I saw earlier today, NBA has finally had a, a day or a week where they had no players test positive. They quarantined the players for 14 days once they got in the bubble. Same with hockey. And NFL is not doing that. NFL is going to do the you know travel to Kansas City or across you know US. And I think it's going to bite them in the ass. I think you're going to you're going to get I think you'll get a couple games in, but I think eventually you're going to see the season. Uh, either s- slow to uh, a stop or the product is just going to be garbage because and kind of leewaying into the Marlins situation here. On Monday, I believe it was, more than a dozen Marlins players and staff members t- tested positive for COVID. Like I said, their games have been postponed through the weekend now. The... Marlins-Orioles game at that point, I think they were supposed to play each other either Monday or Tuesday, has been postponed. The Phillies and the Yankees game has been postponed as well because the Phillies just played the Marlins. And the Yankees were, I believe, coming in to play the Phillies, which meant they would have been in the same uh, clubhouse that the Marlins were using. So we're already seeing some problems with how major league baseball is handling this this COVID situation now you know obviously the players association and mlb had a come to an agreement together to get this the protocols down and, and things like that but i really think the bubble situation would have been the best way to go and on top of that with the marlins um you know, more than a dozen players and staff members have tested positive. Now they're they're scrounging for players on the, the free agent line. And what happens if every week seven people here, eight players there test positive? Before you know it, it's going to be such garbage of, of play out there. And you already have a hard time, even before this, to try to get fans into it. Now, you know, speaking of the NFL and, and players being um, testing positive and things like that, the players, the NFL Players Association, and the league is still hammering out the final details of the, op- the opt-out, you know, situation. But there's already players opting out of the season, <coughs> which, you know, it's not small-name guys either. A lot of Patriot players, which a lot of conspiracy people are already starting saying, oh, Bill Belichick's calling his players saying opt out now so we can get Trevor Lawrence next year. Even uh, college football players are starting to opt out to get ready for a draft next year if there's a draft because, again, I mean, we don't know how long this thing's going to go. But as far as the players opting out, here's the situation with this letter, and they didn't sign it yet. I believe they're they hoping to have it finalized by Friday to sign it. Once it's signed, all players in the NFL have seven days to say they're opting out. If they opt out, players that are considered high risk for COVID can earn three hundred fifty thousand dollars in an accrued NFL season, which I think that's that's big. If they're um, not considered like a high risk they'll get only $150,000. now i don't think the way the article i read it didn't make it sound like they would get the accrued season so you look at a person like marcus goodwin um from the philadelphia eagles who opted out because of his five month old baby and i totally understand him and i'm oh i'm okay with it so anybody out there that's bashing him for it listen this is a guy that had Him and his wife had, I believe it was two miscarriages before they finally had their five-month-old baby daughter. I'd be wrapping myself in bubble wrap right now. But talking about the football side of it, when when the Eagles traded for him back in April at the draft, I believe he only had like a one-year contract um, that came to us from the 49ers so i don't think he'll ever be ever play as an eagle you know he may not get the accrued year so his contract may roll over to next year but by that point you know we'll know what we have in rieger we know we'll know what we have in hightower i i still think hightower might be our sleeper of our team we have greg ward there you know have to figure out because then come next year the salary cap situation Howie Roseman's gonna pull have to pull a bunny off his ass again because I saw something. I think we were like fifty million dollars over the over the cap or something. So you know there's gonna be a lot of restructuring um, going on. Um, some of the players that have opted out that I thought were somewhat bigger name names. Um, Devin Funches of Green Bay, who let's not forget in the NFL draft. I don't believe they drafted any wide receivers to help Aaron Rodgers, and that was the the cry going into free agency and the draft that was we're going to get him weapons. And even though Funches really didn't live up to his, his potential, I guess you would say, in Carolina, he's still a decent receiver. And now Aaron Rodgers is back to having nobody. Marcus Goodwin, like I said, was brought in to add some speed at wide receiver. But, you know, we got Deshaun there. Alshon Jeffrey is starting on the pup list. Not sure if he's going to be ready for week one, so that means we got Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rieger. Hightower's got a little bit of speed. I'm okay with Greg Ward coming over the middle. A lot of people bash him saying that, you know, he's not a speed guy. You don't need all speed guys. You still need some underneath guys to keep those safeties from playing too deep you know so and then patriots players patrick chung who's i believe their starting safety playing with the patriots he played he played really well played with the eagles sucked (laughs) i mean you know i I thought he was a good pickup for us when we signed him and then I, i don't even think he finished his contract i think we actually released him at at the end there um, Dante Hightower and Brandon Bolden. Now, granted, Brandon Bolden is more of a special teamer, but he's a very good special teamer. But Hightower, I think, is a big loss for that Patriots team. Um, if there's one strength for that team going into this year, would be their defense. And to lose him, um, Jason McCourty, I believe, opted out, so they're losing a lot of defensive players. Not saying the Bills are or the the Patriots are tanking, but it looks like they're tanking. And I, to be honest, again, I'm not sold on Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to be an okay quarterback at best in the NFL. I think everybody's loving him just because he looks like Sunshine from um, Remember the Titans. So that's that's enough with the COVID stuff. You know, let's for once not talk about COVID. Let's talk about a good story here. So Alex Smith was put on the PUP list for... The Washington team, because we can't say the R word anymore. I think that dog outside is saying the R word, though. I don't know if you guys can hear that one, but um, but I, this is big news, you know, and, and it's exciting news too. Because let's not forget, Alex Smith had the broken fibula and tibia um, two years ago. That retired Joe Theismann. Let, let's be honest. I mean, it was the exact same injury. It's kind of eerie because. It was the exact same injury, um, on the exact same yard line. Like there was so many eerie things that were exact to what Joe Theismann, and he worked himself back to the point that they put him on the pup list, so the the, the Washington team, because I'm trying not to say the R word, could see how much more um, time he needs to get back and football activities. They, they're already having them, you know, running around a little bit, throwing the ball. He even was quoted saying that he could go out tomorrow to go snowboarding. Like, that's how far advanced he is in his rehab. But I'll, I'll tell you what, man, to have a scary injury like that, because he had 17 surgeries to fix that leg. At one point, they thought he was going to lose his leg. And to work back play football in this time you know with COVID going on oh man my hats go off to him because I don't know if I would I think I would have packed my bags and said you know what it's been a fun ride let me go snowboard now or or do something else you know now Dwayne Haskins is most likely going to be the starter obviously you know A young team like that, they're going to want to start getting their their young quarterback in there, get some playing time with them. So Alex Smith wouldn't be a bad backup as long as he's healthy. Healthy enough to do it. They already have um, two other quarterbacks, younger guys. But I I really think Alex Smith would be the better one. Uh, I know the, the one quarterback they got from Carolina, they traded for him. And I forget who the other guy was, but uh, I would much rather have Alex Smith as my backup to help Haskins grow. I mean, he, he helped him a lot last year. In the beginning when Haskins came in and started, it wasn't the grace and wasn't looking too good for him. It was kind of looking like he was borderline bust territory. But towards the end, there he actually started to come on and and was pretty good. Um. But he he would definitely be a good mentor for Haskins. Now, if Washington, now Smith's contract too also goes through a 2022 season. If Washington were to release him this year, it would count um, 20 million against the cap over the next two seasons. Again, that could be big because next year with the cap really not going up that much, it's going to hurt a lot of teams. I don't know if Washington's going to want to take that that chance. You know, so I'm actually pulling for him. I, I kind of, even though I just said, you know, if I was him, I, w- I would pack the bags in. I'm rooting for him. I, I hope that he, he he comes off the pup list. And again, w- even if he... Doesn't play it down. What better candidate for comeback player of the year than that? I mean, come on now, come on, man. One last piece of NFL news, and I can't believe they paid this much for him. But Jamal Adams was traded to the Seattle Seahawks. Now, the you know Philadelphia was rumored to be close to getting him. Zach Ertz was kind of floated around there for a little bit because Ertz is up for extension. Um, I believe San Fran was another team. But Seattle got him. So Seattle is sending safety Bradley McDougal, next year's first-round draft pick, 2022's first-round draft pick, and a third-round draft pick of next year to the Jets. Seattle is getting Adams and a fourth round draft pick in 2022. I am sorry. I think Adams is a very good ball player. He is a very good safety. But two first round draft picks and then a third round top of that. This is a guy that only has two career interceptions and he's been in the league for three, four years now. Now he, he he's a very good run, stop safety, plays a lot up in the box, but two first-round draft picks. I, I mean, I'm glad Was- or uh, Philly didn't trade for him and, and trade all that away because now Seattle's going to have to pay him whatever he wants, and they better hope that he outplays that contract or whatever they give him. They just way overpaid him, I am a little upset that Dallas didn't. I mean, they would have got a good player, but I think they would have hurt themselves more by trading away that much draft capital than what he's worth. That right there to me is like the top safety of the league that has 10 interceptions in four years or three years, not two interceptions in, in four years. So we're going to take a quick little break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about UFC last week, the controversy, BKFC, so stay right there. We'll be right back. Hey, stay tuners. It's your good friend Jimbo here. I know a lot of you guys have issues getting your news from social medias like Instagram and Twitter, so I have the perfect thing for you. It's called MyFeed. The cool thing about MyFeed is that you can pick the categories you want to follow. Whether it's sports or movies, you can pick one or multiple ones. I personally follow sports and movie categories, so download MyFeed for free today by just typing MyFeed into Google or your App Store. Welcome back, guys. So UFC was this past weekend. Whitaker versus Darren Till, and I, I actually, before we get into the whole controversy, um, it was announced Habib versus Gaethje is going to be uh, October twenty fourth. And some surprising news: I would I would consider Habib announced that he's going to have two more fights and he's going to retire. Now, what would be those two fights? Obviously is going to be one of them. I know he wants to fight GSP. I, I don't think I want that. Um, everybody, I, I know, the Connor fans are going to be like, well, you know, why not Connor versus Habib? And, sorry, but... The, the hype train for Connor is done as far as a, a champ. He's going to be very flashy... He's going to bring people in because of his trash talk. And when he fights people like Cowboy or the top five guys, not necessarily the champ, he'll put a good show on. But I I don't think he could beat Habib. Now, as far as Habib's retirement, I think this is heavily weighed on because of his father passing away uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, His father was his trainer. He went in about a month or two ago for a heart surgery and ended up falling into a coma because of COVID as well. Came out of the coma and unfortunately passed away. Um, I mean, Habib, looking him and his father always said they wanted to retire at 30-0. Right now he's sitting at 28. Thing is, I'm curious if Gaethje beats him and it's still far out, but I'm I'm still picking Gaethje. You know, uh, he has the power. That, that's the thing is he has the power, and I think he could scramble enough to get up off the mat if, if Habib has him down. Um, but if Gaethje beats him, does that maybe relight the fire a little bit more to say, you know, maybe I won't retire. Maybe I'll I'll come back and try to win the belt again. Uh, And maybe that would be his final fight. Maybe he only wants to get 30 wins and go out on top. But Dana White said whatever Habib wants, Dana's going to do his best to give it to him. Whether it is because he has talked about the GSP and wants to fight GSP. Even though, like I said, I'm I'm not for that at all. So, but that's October 24th. That should be a big card. We'll see what happens from, from now till then. So, like I said, this past weekend was UFC Fight Night, Whitaker versus Till. A lot of controversy involving Herb Dean and Dan Hardy. Uh, because of a, a prelim bout between Ronaldo and Herbert. Dan Hardy believes the fight should have been stopped a lot sooner. Um, I've seen a lot of fans believe that as well. And... I seen the I, I seen the video of it and I'm actually on herb Dean's side a little bit I mean I counted maybe two extra punches that Herbert shouldn't have got um, tornado threw a uh, I think it was a punch that kind of grazed him knocked him down but he what uh, Herbert was able to bring his hands up to his face to, to get ready to block uh, tornado came running over went to to start Punched him to finish him, and then hesitated because it looked like he was done. Herb Dean came running over, didn't step in to stop the fight, so Trinaldo start landing punches, and it wasn't like Herbert was head was bouncing off the map because he was completely out cold. I mean, he was doing his best to try to defend himself, even though he was rocked. But after the match, there was videos and there was pictures of Dan Hardy and Herb Dean having a war of words if you want to call it that um now herb dean made a video explaining what they basically as refs look for in a fighter that's trying to uh, defend himself intelligently like they say and i have the video here So, I mean, obviously, you guys will only hear the audio part of it. And um, I I think Herb Dean does a good job of explaining what his thinking was. So here is Herb Dean explaining his side of the story, I guess you would say it is.
1: But what I really want to get into right now is during the match, someone yelled out, stop the fight. This is really interesting because there's only professionals there. There's not one fan in the building. Everybody has a job there. Everybody knows what their job is, and they have specific duties. I have a job to referee the fight. One of my duties, me, is to stop the fight when uh, the fighter's taking too much damage. There's two people who are authorized to advise me doing that maybe yell out those words, stop the fight. There's one, the physician. We have a ringside physician who knows more about the physical body than I do. And he's there to give me advice. If he can't get my attention, maybe he might yell, stop the fight. Then there's the fighter's corner. They train with him, they know about him, they know more things about him than I do. They may know something I don't know. And so that's why they would give me some advice to stop the fight ultimately stop the fight is my decision. So for anyone to, I don't know who it was who did it because I was looking at the fight, but I heard it. And so I assumed that it was either the two people authorized to do it, the doctor or the corner. After the match, I followed up. I asked the physician, he goes, no, that fight was fine. There's, you're doing, I'm perfectly fine with everything that uh, you did in that match. I uh, didn't get a chance to ask his corner, but I asked the inspectors who were in charge of his corner. And they said no, that he did not, the corner did not yell out to stop the match. That means it was somebody else, someone there doing another job. This is a very dangerous thing to do. If you
0: So, like Herb said there, kind of taking shots at Dan Hardy in a way. Um, only two people could tell him to stop a fight if he's neglecting to stop the fight himself. And with no fans, also, here's my other question. How many other times have this has this happened with the fans? Obviously, with no fans there, you're going to hear everything. I mean, how many fighters did we see so far say, hey, I heard Daniel Cromia say, if I don't start doing this, I'm going to start losing the fight here, and then switch it up and win the fights. Now, like I said, I'm actually on Herb Dean's side here. I, I think the fight was... Stopped okay, probably could have got stopped two, you know, two punches earlier. But the way Dan Hardy is making a sound, um, I don't think it was as bad as what Dan Hardy is making a sound. That's what I'm trying to say. Now, how do you, how and who do you punish for this? You know, you, you don't want new fans seeing this going on. You have commentators jumping over almost jumping over the, the plexiglass to yell at the ref. Like it's not WWE, not WCW. So I, I if I was UFC, I, I'd be finding Dan Hardy. I have a nice long talk with him. Like, like Herb Dean said, each person in that arena has a job to do. Dan Hardy's job is to commentate, not ref a fight. Has Herb Dean had some questionable stoppages lately? Yes, but they're in a position where, they're to me, they're in a position of lose-lose because if it seems like if one of our favorite fighters lose and you know we think they could have got another thirty seconds or so, but Herb Dean jumped in there, oh he stopped it too early, he's he's an a-hole, or he stopped it too late because my guy, you know my my favorite fighter's hurt now, this and that. Like Herb said, there's only two people that he listens to. And both of them said that he was fine. So I would not be finding Herb Dean at all. I think he's fine. Dan Hardy, on the other hand, I think they, the um, UFC is going to have to have a little talk with him. Because he is a very fiery person. But as far as the fights, though. Kind of moving on here. Um, weren't bad. I thought they would be a little bit better. But weren't too bad Uh, Whitaker wins and I think Whitaker should have one more fight because I I believe he lost his last fight and he was on a little bit of a layoff I think he should fight one more time to get a little bit more ring rust off maybe Uh, because the first two rounds he was sluggish in a way it looked like but he came on strong till it was a hell of a fight it wasn't like he laid down and died you know, I I I think he still has potential to be a a title contender in that division. Now last before we go, like I said, BKFC 11 was this past weekend as well. Um, you want to talk? about, You know, we're, we're just talking about Herb Dean with the the stoppage controversy. The main event was Isaac Valley Flair, uh Isaac Valley Flag versus. Luis Palomino for the 155 belt. Palomino clocked Flag, knocked him down, and how BKFC uh, goes if you haven't watched it yet. Basically, 90% boxing rolls. You get a standing eight count. Um, he stood, when he went to get stand up, he staggered. But somehow he pulled himself up. Dan Margulata came over, uh, said, you know, Get ready, take two steps towards me. And you can see he still wasn't steady. And Margilliotta said to him, Do you want to continue? And Valley Flag said yes, but kinda of looked over to his corner and Marguliata called it off. I'm glad he called it off. But it's Valley Flag should never have stood up. I mean he was so stumbling around and everything like that that it should have been called way before even asking him if he wanted to be uh, if he want to continue. But it, it was it was good fights again. Um, they are getting bigger now because they announced they are actually partnering with Dazzin, the, the Dazzin app or sports, whatever you want to call it, the Zone. Uh, where you got uh, Canelo is one of the fighters over there. So, I'm curious to see how that partnership goes. Uh, they said that there's, they're actually going to have a fight series on there. I don't know if it's going to be like a behind the scenes or if it's going to be like a Dana White contender series. So, I'll be curious to see how that, how that goes. Um, maybe I'll invest and I'll pay 10, 20 bucks, whatever the subscription is. So, I believe that's going to be it for this week. Uh, head over to Twitter, follow us there at ST Sports Podcast. Like and share our Facebook page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Any news stories you guys want us, want me to talk about, or if we have guests on, shoot us over, you know, at Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter. Get in contact with us. Also, head over to our website, staytunesports.net. We have merchandise there. Very close skin that the hats put on there. So, we're going to have a little link there in case you guys want to get hats, um, as well as other things as well. So... Till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.